the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Well, folks, a little bit late, but we're here for you. It's the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and uh, I realize that I have been negligent in my duties of getting a podcast out on a Tuesday morning. It is now, as we're recording this, Tuesday night, 10 after 10 California time. This is show 304. Glad to be here with you, and I've got my lovely wife, Bev, joining me. Hello, everyone. Uh, I wanted to have this out sooner, but I was watching TV last night, and when I got done watching TV and realized I didn't have a show for a day, I was just, I had to be up early. I took my mother to a doctor's appointment in LA today, and I had to be up at 6.15, and it was already about quarter to one. So I just didn't think it was wise to do it. I thought I'll do it when I get home. Then I had a board meeting for my nonprofit, and then I had to eat dinner, and it just, one thing after the next, we'll get this thing out on Tuesday. We'll live up to our Tuesday promise but it's gonna be late on Tuesday. So welcome to show 304. What I, uh, I wanna do is I wanna make you aware of the fact that we have a word of the week. And uh, our word of the week is a little bit appropriate in this. The word of the week is hove, H-O-V-E, hove. And um, that means to appear. Hmm. And that's what's happening with our show. It's going to hove onto your uh, podcatcher late on a Tuesday evening. And uh, thank you for being patient with me and listening. If you missed this podcast on Tuesday, if you went there, it's like, where is my Mess It Up podcast? You know, I get it. I feel honored. And here's what you do if it ever happens again. You give me a call, you give me a text. It's 760-608-1942. That gets you right here to me, the bow tie guy. And you can tell me, man, where's the podcast? What's going on? Um, I have been incredibly busy doing a lot of different things. Not that that's a, an excuse or a reason for why the podcast is late, but just want to let you know, I haven't been just kicking back doing a whole lot of nothing, although there have been times when I kicked back and did a whole lot of nothing. Um, <laughs> but um, I apologize for not having this to you sooner. If you want to email me, it's bowtieguy@messituppodcast.com. If you've got some lovely words of the week that you might want to give us, uh, we're good through um march 5th i've got a word of the week for every day uh, up to march 5th and that's my last word of the week i'm i'm really low on uh songs of the week i've only got a couple left i got a, a couple of the people have sent me that i've got to add in also on topics so please contact me let me know what you're thinking uh that we should do on the show with a song a word or with a topic and without too much further ado i guess <clears throat> Welcome to the show, Bev, again. Thank you. I've forgotten. What did you say hove means? It means I'm taking a drink right yeah, now. Yeah, sorry this, about that. This whole time I've been piping along, you've been sitting there, and then you ask me a question. What, well, what, I was what, waiting for you to Hove stop means talking. to appear. Hove to means appear. to appear. Okay. So um, let me, what, what was the instruction you gave me before we started recording? Yeah, that I was going to wait for you to talk first. No, no, not that you're going to wait. You told me, please don't ask me a question right up front. Please, you know, I do did. a lot of talking. And so, but then, you didn't. You did honor that. You didn't ask me a question. Right, I, I know. asked you a question. I know. But then, as soon as I stop and get a drink, I get a question. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, you it's, know, I, I have a tendency to interrupt people a lot, 
So I'm, I'm trying to be more aware of that. So wow. I was trying to wait until you stopped talking because I didn't want to jump in the middle of your words. First so. of all, thank you. Second of all, what an admirable task to wait for me to stop talking. <laughs> Third of all, good job noticing that really is. Noticing the things that we do, um, I think can be a very difficult thing. Um, took my mom uh, to her doctor today and mom's gonna be 90 in a couple of months here. And she is uh, oftentimes um, cantankerous. Uh, that's a good uh, word. And so it can be very challenging. And especially if, if you try to point something out, she has a really super hard time. And today she really stepped in it and acted very poorly in the car toward the end of the trip. And as I was leaving, she was trying to say, I'm sorry. She was trying to apologize, but she doesn't know how to. So all she could come up with was, do I owe you anything? Mm. And then, well, I love you, buddy. And that was it. And I could tell that was her attempt to try to say, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I knew that I, but she couldn't get it out mm. of her of herself. And that's a, that's a difficult thing. Mm. It's a difficult thing for me to do. Um, and it's it's so easy, you know, as we've said so many times on this show before, so easy to see in other people where they have a mistake and, sure. and you know, point it out well-meaning as you might be and, and it not get taken well. So good job recognizing that, Bev. Thank you. And um, did you ask me a question that I didn't even answer? I asked you what hove What hove means, that's right, to appear, yeah. So um, uh, there you go. Uh, and and, and it, it was a British term like something hove into view as they were on a ship, you know, the, the land might hove into view. So I, I don't believe I've ever heard that word. I've never heard it used that I remember. Here's the thing. I listen to a lot of British soccer podcasts, sure. so it might have come from there. I might yeah. have seen it go across on my on my screen. My screensaver on my computer is uh, words. But uh, anyhow, I'm ecstatic that you hadn't heard it because that means... New word, mission accomplished, yes. good on us. Check that box. Yeah. So um, what I wanted to talk to you about today on the show is a quote that I saw in church the other day. We were, uh, we were in church and pastor was delivering a message about you know, the beginning of the year and you know uh, that kind of thing. You know, that was the, the, the theme of the, the, the message was was beginning of the year stuff and not in uh, the not by way of like a uh oh, what do you call those things where you make promises at the beginning of the year uh, resolution mm -hmm. not by way of resolution but just by way of doing the right things and he, he put up a quote from charles spurgeon which uh just really impacted me it said past deliverances are strong guarantees for present assistance and i thought to myself wow that's that's really a lot there and it it, it hit me because there are some things going on in our lives uh, in our family right now that are difficult um some uh some medical issues uh that that one of our family members is having that's a, a very hard thing and I just lost a cousin uh, last month to cancer yet another member of my family that has passed because of cancer that, that literally um, I, I I think 
all on on my dad's side of the family. I think everybody who's passed in my lifetime, uh, in from grandparent to parent to aunts, uncles, cousins, that generation span, I think all but two, maybe three, have been cancer related, mm-hmm. and that means like probably ten or twelve deaths, um, and and so it's another one, and these things are are difficult to go through. But when we can look back and see something that God has given us evidence, look, I've done this before. And and I'm not saying that just because God did it once, he'll do it every time. No, no. But when I read that quote, I immediately thought of my family member and I thought of Paxton Pantry mm, and her yeah. journey that Definitely. we've shown on this show um, through cancer and um dealing with those things um it's um it's not always an easy thing to get through something but when you see somebody go through it it just really makes it that much more amazing i think um I was trying to find here, scrolling through and trying to find when Faith was on to talk about her her cancer. And I, I, I thought I'd had her on to talk about it. But uh, if you haven't heard that, and, he, and I can't drive back to the show, you know, she she had esophageal cancer. They, they took out her stomach and they pulled it up. They took out the esophagus, pulled her stomach up, made a new esophagus with her stomach. And she lost like virtually no hair, no weight during her chemotherapy and radiation. It was, I mean, we we set up, we didn't set up, she set up and and friends set up. We participated in her care chain when she was going through chemo. And it was like, she was having to send people home. Like, we we don't need the help. We thought we would, and and that was a miracle of God. Yes. And that was uh, the past deliverance. And I've had deliverances in my life, and I'm sure, Beth, you've had deliverances in your life or can see deliverances. And those give us the evidence that good things are possible. Are possible, yes. I, I was thinking as you were talking about, you probably wonder where in the world I'm going with this, but sometimes I wonder why in the world did God create dogs? You know, and then I think, mm-mm, okay. Mm-mm. That's ridiculous, obviously, because they're dogs. Why did God create a cat? Now there's a, a, a question I can dig into. Well, you know, the only conclusion that I can come to is that it's a gift because God knows that they're a gift to us, that mm-hmm. they bring us joy mm-hmm. and, and uh, companionship and so much, and they help us in so many ways. And so then I have to ask my question, ask that question about why does God give us, bring us deliverances from time to time? And I, I can only imagine that I have such a limited understanding of what God does and what he's up to. But I feel like it's just one of those things that he understands how frail we are, that we are, like the Bible says, just dust. So we have this capacity to worry we have this capacity to doubt, and he gave us all that when he gave us free will. But I feel like that those are gifts of 
miracles mm-hmm. just so, so that we can point to it and say, mm, I can either have hope in this situation or I can be filled with despair. I think I'll choose hope because God is showing me something is possible. Yeah. Whether or not it's what's going to come, that I can't know. But can I have the hope in it? Yes, I absolutely can. And then the reckoning of the fact that God's in charge. So that's the second part of that is surrendering my will to finally say, okay, Lord, this is not what I want. This is not what I asked for. And I'm begging you to do it my way. But I also know at the same time, you don't have to. And so I'm giving up that right to say whatever you do is going to be the right thing. Um, but how beautiful for him to give them, to give us pictures of what has happened. Um, I just, I had my step study tonight for celebrate recovery. And uh, one of the, we're, we're working on amends right now. And one of the ladies was sharing a story about um, someone that she had a relationship with, gosh, 36 years ago and how it just that relationship was just a mess it became a mess they parted never to be friends again and yet God knew that somewhere in her heart she would never ever find peace over that situation and so he orchestrated the amends process and she had nothing to do with it it just happened to fall into her lap. We say it just mm-hmm. happened. But it was one of those things, and by God bringing these two people back together to talk, they can now become friends again and have some kind of relationship. And it has, it's, it's changed this person. Yeah, they're, they're just like, they were deeply hurt, and that has healed. And right. they're, they have peace over it. I just think, same kind of thing. Why why God does that? Just because he loves us. Right. Just because he loves and, us. And I know that, you know, it's it's not uncommon. In fact, it is very common for a person to fall ill, be in a hospital, some sort of critical situation, life or death, and there's prayer, and we ask God to intervene. And... If God intervenes every time someone asks him to save someone who's struggling in a life or death situation, at some point, nobody dies. Right, right. And we know that's not part of the plan. We know at some point, time is up. And and that can be difficult. But, you know, especially if it's a, a person who's younger or, you know, young and i'm air quoting here you know we we want them to to be saved and have god do that for us and i know that that's what i always want Um, but i can remember being with my father and thinking okay it's it's time and and right now taking him home is far more graceful than keeping him alive with this no quality of life and and it can be it can be difficult but but having that assurance and seeing that it's happened well, that gives me that that kernel of belief. And I'm always one, show me your data. Mm-hmm. Show me your facts. Mm-hmm. Don't just tell me your story. Show me, back it up with some, some evidence. And that's what I need. I'm praying for a miracle. Well, now I see this miracle. 
I see the miracle of Pastor Dan. I see the miracle of faith. I see the miracle, of, you know, just my life. I, and, and these miracles let me know that it is not beyond the realm of possible. And that's, that's that little glimmer of hope that's just giving some light to a room. We, we have a bathroom in our house that has a, a night light and it was a, an incandescent little, you know, five watt bulb or something like that. And the bulb burned out and we didn't have another one that worked. I tried another bulb. I couldn't get one that worked. <laughs> so I plugged in the little LED light. When I plugged it in, it was so dark. I was like, I can't even see. But then I got up in the middle of the night last night and everything was dark. And I went and I'm walking down the dark hall to go to the bathroom and, and I see, oh, all this light. There was plenty of light. It was so tiny and I didn't think when I first saw it, my eyes were used to the bright and I, I thought, well, this can't be enough. It was plenty. It was more than enough. And that's, that's, that's what God gives me with these past things is that little LED light. Yeah, I was thinking you were probably going to be getting ready to go to the song of the week. I, so, I was, but know. I saw your face. It's okay. It took me that long. I got so drawn into your story that I forgot what I was going to say. And then it just came back to me and I was like, Let's go ahead and do Please the take song it. of the week. Please take. No, no, no. Give us, okay. give us what you got. Now I got to remember again what it was. Uh-huh. Um, uh, just a second. I will have it. That same thing happened to me when you were talking. I was like, my mind just started rambling, and I was like, oh, I had a point. And then oh, that's okay. I think we're gonna have to go to. The what song. we'll do is we will go to yes. the song of the week, and we'll come back with our thoughts about the song of the week, as well as maybe Bev uh, gathering this one. We'll see. <laughs> but this is a song uh, from Need to Breathe. It's vaguely new. And it's called When You Forgive Someone. And uh, so we're just going to let Bear and Need to Breathe take it away. Here's 90 seconds. When You Forgive Someone. There you go. Need to breathe. That is from their uh, album that came out last year called Caves uh, in 2023. And um, I just love Need to Breathe. Uh, since the first time I remember hearing them, I've, I've liked them. But uh, Bev and I got the opportunity to see them. It was our first concert post COVID. 
and uh, it was just uh, fantastic, uh, just lots of joy and happiness. Um, Bev has asked me to go first, which uh, I'm not used to doing, so I'm going to do that. And the thing that stood out to me about this song, first of all, it's just like, okay, talk about amends. Yep, here we go. This is wraps it up. Uh, probably going to do this in our amends uh, when we talk about amends and, and CR this year. But there's a, a line in the second verse, and it says, just the, this phrase, the journey to justice. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that he uses the word journey because it is so easy to get caught up in the idea that because we work for God, that everything's going to be poof, whiz, bang, you know, pen and Teller magic show. And my life experience, I told you I like to see the data, the evidence. My life experience, if you examine my data and my evidence, you will see journey. It's a journey. It's a trek. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's a ultra marathon. It's, I don't even know where the end is. I don't know if it's in sight. But it very rarely happens quickly for me and if it's happened quickly for you go with god cling to that but for me it's been a journey but the journey is going toward justice and justice means that things are just things have been made right it doesn't mean what i did was okay it doesn't mean what was done to me was okay, but there has been a coming together and amends and justice is now there. It, things are, they've reached stasis. They are, it, we have equilibrium again. And I just, I love that. Yeah, my thought is pretty simple. It's the chorus. Because when you forgive someone, you set yourself free. He says mm. that a lot of times. Mm. And I've been reading this book and working the workbook to, uh, Lisa Turkhurst's book called um, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to read a quote to you. It says, those who cooperate most fully with forgiveness are those who dance most freely in the beauty of redemption. Mm. And um, I would venture to say that I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know anything about counseling. I uh, that is something that would be so far from my mind. I wouldn't even know how to begin. I don't even understand myself well enough to <laughs> even think that I could ask somebody else questions about their life to help them understand themselves. Right. But one of the things that I do know is even in my own life, when I am tangled up in not accepting forgiveness to myself for things that I have done. In other words, when I struggle with forgiving myself, then I I know that it's deeper than that. It's got more to do with maybe the fact that I'm not forgiving someone else than I think. And um, a lot of times in my life, those two things are parallel. 
when I'm holding on to resentment, holding on to pride, holding on to bitterness, and I'm mad at myself because I'm feeling those things, if I really sit in that long enough to think it through, I realize there's somebody I'm not offering forgiveness to in my life. Right, yeah. And um, so I'm even on that journey right now because I am seeing a counselor. And she was explaining to me today that life is kind of like a tangled up ball of yarn that's got a lot of knots in it. But not only that, it's a lot of pieces that are strung together with knots. Uh So now you don't know which piece to start with to start pulling it out. And it makes it very complicated. And sometimes I do feel like that, which is why I have somebody that's a professional to help try to figure it out because I don't know where the next step is. So I feel like probably to everyone, one of their highest priorities in life is to be free. To, to walk free, to not have crushing burdens that mm-hmm. make it hard to smile, right. hard to feel peace. And then they give us the answer right here in the song because he says, this is how easy it is. All that's heavy on my soul, lay it down and let it go. Yeah, That's it. Lay it down, let it go. Let God... Take the burden for you. Let him understand. And no matter what kind of excuse I throw at this forgiveness question, it it really can't be about me wanting to hold hold the cards against another person uh, so that I can feel like I'm in control. Right. This is probably one of the most... I feel like forgiveness is kingdom work. I do. I think as people watch you forgive... Observe what you're doing when you forgive. I think you can move mountains with that. I think God can move mountains with that. Mm -hmm. I think he could change people's hearts over observing someone who can forgive the right way. Yeah. And looking at your yarn example, I know whenever there's a a pregnancy uh, in the family or friends, whatever, one of the first things that Bev does (laughs) is grabs her yarn and her crochet hook and that means at some point i'm going to be untangling that's right uh, a big wad and sometimes it's a little knot you can just get it untangled there you go sometimes i have to pull and pull and pull and there have been times where i've 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 got yarn going across our our living room back and forth like a big radiator just trying to keep from getting tangled again but i got to keep pulling it out and pulling it out and pulling it out to to get this and and Sometimes you can tell just looking at the knot, oh, this is going to be a doozy. Yeah. Oh, this one's going to be easy. But sometimes I look and I think, okay, here we go. And it it winds up with the entire skein all over the floor. Yes. And and that's how life is. We don't know when we start pulling those threads what's going to come out. But we do know that we do get freedom in that forgiveness. Now, that doesn't mean everything is great. We don't get perfection in, in forgiveness. No. We get freedom from that thing that we're carrying. That one thing that we're carrying, we're not carrying it anymore. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean life is easy. Doesn't mean everyone loves you. Doesn't mean everything's gonna be fantastic now that you did this one forgiveness. Because most of us have way more than one burden weighing yes. us down. Yes. Um, so we just have to keep doing that work, keep doing that work, peeling that onion, un- 
winding that yarn, whatever your metaphor is. We got to do it. So anyhow, there you go. Need to breathe. Something. Well, yeah, I, I just remember what I was going to talk about before the break. That was going to be my next question. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I was thinking about, and I got to remember how I got to this thought. In my devotions the other day, I was listening, and um, I was listening to the story of the disciples getting in the boat, and Jesus was asleep with his head on some kind of a cushion, and they cried out to Jesus, you know, don't you even care that we're in this storm? And Jesus got up and commanded the sea and the winds to calm down. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can read that story and then just go, okay, all right, now what's coming in the next chapter? And yet, I've never seen anybody command a storm to stop and have it stop. That was an amazing thing for those men to see. Yeah. And they still struggled. Yeah. So sometimes when I am privy to a miracle or something that's just like, I will never forget this, sometimes the picture kind of starts to fade and I forget what you were talking about, that a deliverance, was it a deliverance? Your, past your deliverance. Past deliverance. I forget that that is a... Um, It's almost like it's almost like the rainbow. It's like this is a symbol mm -hmm. that that I'm with you and I'm going to bring you through this. Um, well, it's defining God's character in my life, just like anything else. I know if I go to my dentist, Premier Dental, Hilo, Hawaii, Doctor Cantori, greatest dentist in the world. Uh, if I go to my dentist, I know that I'm going to be treated with kindness. I'm going to be treated with compassion and I'm going to be treated with respect. Now, is that because the dentist is my daughter? You might say yes, but I would argue that if you walk into that office any time that she's with a patient, you will see that same level of care, concern, graciousness going on. And that's what her body of work is. So that's what her... Uh, that's her reputation. And God has a body of work that I can look at from other people's lives. I got record in the Bible, but also in my own life and things that I've witnessed, things that I've experienced that lead me to believe, okay, this is what his nature is. Mm -hmm. This is what his pattern is. This is what he tends to do and how things tend to work out. So it gives me peace. Mm hmm in the storm and mm -hmm. and sometimes the storm won't stop right sometimes i have to find peace in that storm because jesus doesn't always stop the storms right right but i can remember calming my own kids yes through a storm <clears throat> so i know that god can do that for me he can call me in my storm i i think that the enemy would love to um convince us that because circumstances change and circumstances can be hard, circumstances can mean death or illness or loss or just something really devastating. I think he wants us to believe that God can also change. Right. And God is constant. <clears throat> and what you talked about a minute ago about God's character, God's nature, 
The one thing he is, is always what he says he is. What he says he is in the Bible and claims to be, you can rely on that. Yeah. It absolutely is what he he is. Yes, yes, amen. So. Well, I'm going to leave it at that because I can see that we're we're uh, approaching the time of, of appropriateness, but also uh, want to make sure I get this out on Tuesday so I don't miss a Tuesday. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to use that word hove. Let it appear in your uh, sentences this week and you get 10 bonus points every time you do it. Uh, please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and share this podcast with people. Maybe go as a New Year uh, thing. You go and uh, find it on wherever you're listening to it. Give us a rating. Give us a review so that people can find the show. Pray for our, our success in the show. Maybe you want to help out. We have been doing this week, uh, Bev and I and a group of uh, people went into the mum building and we started doing actual demolition work. We started tearing down drywall and exposing the studs so that we can renovate that building. Project Nehemiah is here. Uh, the Nehemiah project, the Nehemiah project is, is here. And so we want to rebuild those walls. If you want to do that and you're in Ridgecrest, we've got work days coming up, uh, February the 3rd and um, January. Oh gosh, now here we go. I, I should have grabbed my calendar before I started bumping my gums. January 27th, um, you can call me. Uh, and uh, we'd love to have you come down and help. The number is 760-608-1942. But maybe you want to help uh, and you don't live in Ridgecrest and you want to help out join the Nehemiah Project and you would like to help us fund the refurbishing of this building, you can text the word MUM to 760-925-5722. That spells WALLS CA because we're rebuilding the walls here in California. We're also going inside the prison walls here in California. So uh, we really, really appreciate all the folks who do that. If you are a giver, I'm gonna be working this week on sending out giving statements. So be looking for that in your email. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who does make it so that we're able to do this Nehemiah project and rebuild that building. Thank you to all of you who listen. Um, Aloha, Lesupu, Mahalo, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thank you.